There it is. Alright, moving on. Did the microphone kick me I've been a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning to. Big time Timmy Jim, Chris Sale, Bartolo Colon. A lot of tears and a lot of beers. I can't argue with anything you say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Late Night Shots. It's Topher and Xander here. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Those are new names. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't record last week because we had some issues with the equipment. Couldn't seem to get it to record or play back or make noise or do anything. <laughs> Still might be. Yeah. We think we got it figured out. The intro doesn't really come through in our headphones, but I think it was louder than normal. Shows loud on here, but we can't hear it. But if it doesn't work, that'll be the last time you have that intro. <laughs> so we'll finally have Brad and Landon off the podcast. <laughs> be their incentive to come back. Speaking of people who did something for the last time, Greg Williams. <laughs> yeah. Segways. Yes. Woo. So end of the Jets game, they're up 28-24, I want to say. Uh, 15 seconds left. They're... With its Hail Mary range. And for the first time in 16 years and over 250 occurrences of a situation where it's 48 points, so one touchdown, 40 yards are out, Hail Mary status, less than 15 seconds, Hail Mary status. Someone blitzed six or more people for the first time in 16 years. And not even six people. He brought seven people with a quarterback spy. There were eight people blitzing or in the box on a Hail Mary. I understand, yeah, being aggressive, sending a couple extra. It's, you know, I'm standing back there all day waiting for someone to sneak open. Yeah. But that's a ridiculous amount. Like we always talk about don't bring three because you want to put some pressure on the guy. Yeah, but that's the opposite. Instead of three, you bring, bring five. Yeah, that's what you should bring. But yeah, because yeah, then you still have six back there. Also, you don't need to spy Derek Carr. If it's Kyler Murray, if it's Lamar, if it's Mahomes, yeah, you put a spy in. So if they roll, you can still put pressure on them. Well, still, I don't Carr's know. not going to roll. I still, you don't. You can put the spy, but you don't. You got to take away from the pressure you're bringing. Yeah. So if I'm not saying. Blitz five with a spy. You blitz four with a spy. Yeah, that, that's about as much as I'd probably bring. Yeah, Because you want six guys back there. But no, Gray Williams doesn't do that. And it's not like the Raiders have one of the fastest people in the NFL, a wide receiver. Hmm. Let me think. Oh, wait. Yeah, they do. That's right. They do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not like he was matched up against what I want to say was a rookie corner. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, that happened too. And... The rookie corner gets part of the blame on this because he bit on a stutter. Now, <sighs> go home. I can understand <laughs> a little bit biting on the stutter because there was like 12 seconds left or something. There's enough time that if the pass was incomplete, they would have got one more. Yeah, they could throw it short, get it closer. Un- yeah. Understandable. So it's but... an easier Hail Mary. But still, you give them that. Well, I'm yeah. I don't put the blame on him at, at all. Okay, yeah, you probably shouldn't. It's on Greg Williams because yeah, that's just bad coaching. To have. Yeah. Well, it's the last thing Greg Williams is ever going to do as a Jets coach because Rugs, right? Rugs, Riggs yeah. is in Lethal Weapon. Riggs. Yeah, Riggs is in Lethal Weapon, right? Yeah. Okay, so Rugs because they're not the same. No. That's all I have to ask you every time. Rugs. <laughs> Just destroys, oddly enough, his name's Lamar Jackson, the corner. Destroys him, catches it. He's open by like seven yards, waltzes into the end zone. And the Raiders win the game and keep the Jets 0 for. So they're 0 and 12. Yeah, 0 and 12 now. Yay, Jets. Hold on. Someone said they're going to be good this year, I thought. Yep, it's the guy sitting right here. Sitting across from the guy who thought the Giants were going to be good last year. They're in first place this year? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that means the Jets are going to be in first place next year? Yeah, no, they're not. If that right. happens, I don't know. <laughs> so I guess the silver lining for this is it keeps the Jets at Ofer, um, keeps them the number one pick, keeps them in line to get Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be like the generational quarterback prospect. Sunshine. Yep, he is. He looks like Sunshine. He's Sunshine. Yeah. Although he's probably going to play now because... Jets? Jets. It's like, it doesn't matter how good you are. You go to a team like the Jets, you're not going to do good. I don't mind some of the Jets' weapons. Um, if they can get a running back who's younger than the Crypt Keeper. Even though Frank Gore didn't really play in this game, and they had two guys do decent, so maybe that's good for him. But So the Jets end up losing, and they get the mulligan because that was just ridiculous. Well, not them. Greg Williams. Greg Williams gets the mulligan. Um, and he's going to have plenty of time to golf because he doesn't have a job anymore. If you want to golf and take advantage of your mulligan, head to Homestead Farm and Country Club in Linden, Washington. Those transitions. Yes, I'm on it today. Uh, 25 bucks for 18 holes in the cart during the week. It goes up by 10 bucks on the weekend, so it's 35 It's still a pretty good deal. Uh, first par 3 event happened a couple weeks ago. Next one's coming up December 19th. Uh, they, it will be the second of five. So you can make sure to get in there. There are different formats each time. I think the one that's coming up is a two-man scramble. If I remember right. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Might be a two-man best ball. Can't remember. They still look to be pretty fun. Not that much. Um, so make sure to head to Homestead for all your golfing needs. Homestead. Will that Chris Sell joke ever get old? No. Never. That was a good one. All right, so we're going to run through a couple games real quick. Um, and we'll start with what seemed to be a blowout, Browns-Titans. Because Baker Mayfield threw four touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, I didn't see it. Show up to your house at 11. 11 something. Yeah. yeah. See the Browns game? Mayfield <laughs> has like 14 touchdowns. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so they... They're up by like four scores. In seven years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Going to <historical. laughs> oh. And then they just didn't really score again. I think they scored like once in the second half. And they only ended up beating the Titans by six. It was 41-35 after being up. It was like 31-7 to or something like that. 38-7, to some ridiculous score. And Titans stormed all the way back to lose by six. Um it's just like weird to see two blowouts in one game. Have it be a one touchdown game and not close at the same time. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're pretty bad a lot. And they're getting destroyed and come back and I don't know. It was a very weird game. It reminded me of a game, uh, I don't remember how long ago. It was probably uh, five or six years. Brad was actually coming over to watch the Browns-Titans game. And the Titans were up like 21 nothing or something and blew it to the Browns. And it was funny because he came over like during the second quarter, which is the same time you came over. And it was like, oh, is the same thing going to happen? But no, it didn't because the Titans can't beat the Browns, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. I mean. Browns is a crappy team that keeps winning somehow. Yeah, I don't get that. Well, maybe they won't win next week. I hope not. We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, so, there's a couple games on here we're going to talk about. And it's just weird things happening in all of them. And the one that you just found out about, the Tyree kill no catch in the Chiefs-Broncos game. Yeah, I didn't know he did not catch the ball. So, like I saw the replay and I... But I never saw it with highlights on or commentary. Yeah. So I just saw the play and I was like, oh, that was a crazy catch. Because it looks like a touchdown. It's like, okay. Even if they called it incomplete, I figured challenge and. It'd be overturned. It'd be a touchdown. It's like, it seems challengeable enough, easy enough to. Hmm. So, uh, third and ten from Denver's forty. Mahomes throws it deep to Hill, like kind of. I think it was over the middle. Yeah, just left of the goalpost. And 
Hill is like falling. He's like turning in the air and falling backwards. The ball gets deflected. Both guys fall down. I think it got deflected twice, maybe. Like a helmet and a hand. Hand and a helmet, something yeah, like that. And as Hill lands on his back, the ball lands between his shoulder and his hand, like in the perfect spot. In the other guy. Yeah, it made it through him somehow. And then without the other guy, it wouldn't have even stayed in there. Yeah. He like... It's pinned down. They're both in the end zone. The ball hasn't touched the ground. The ref, who's right there, but kind of on the other side of the ball, so he probably thinks it just bounced up to him. Hill didn't think he caught it. The defender didn't think he caught it. So they just kind of all got up and went about their business, and Kansas City goes and punts. And then you see Reed and Hill on the sideline, like, confused, yelling at each other about, like, what just happened? You you caught that ball. It was a touchdown. But no, it was a... It was actually a 14-point swing because Kansas City punts. Denver goes 90 yards and scores a touchdown. Yeah. Luckily, they end up winning. Yeah. Kansas City ends up winning 22-16. But just for something like that, if it would have determined the game, would have been insane. Well, that's not even on either of them, too. It's on the coaching staff, the replay guys up in the booth. Yeah, the replay guys... I don't know if that's your offensive coordinator. I don't know who they have because every team's different. But yeah. It's like I've watched it one time. I was like, did he catch that? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, he caught it like one replay later. It's like, yeah, it wasn't. Once you saw the replay, it wasn't close. The ball was two or three inches off the ground. Like there wasn't any of that. Well, did it scrape the ground? Was it turning when he caught it? It's like, no, it was clear that he caught it. It's like, you should have plenty of time to look at them. Like, hmm. I think he caught that. Yeah. And even, it's only at Denver's 40. Let it run all the way down. They're punting anyway. Yeah. You Let it run all the way down. Take the extra 10 seconds. I don't think you can take delay a game. You can take delay. You can't take delay a game and then challenge it, I don't think. You have to call timeout, and then you can challenge. Yeah, because... Probably. Because delay that, a game that would, would make yeah, a new play. That would make a new play. So. Yeah. yeah. But Kansas City ends up winning, so it didn't cost so anybody. It, so it doesn't count as the mulligan. No, that's why it doesn't count as the mulligan. <laughs> it would have if Kansas City lost, because that would have been crazy. Yeah, Homestead. <laughs> nice. And then we got the Steelers football team game. It's still... I will not. I refuse until they pick a real name. Yeah. The Steelers versus the, I don't even know, um, the other Washington, maybe? Steelers versus the other Washington? The other Washington. I can, I can do with that one. Okay. That so Steelers are playing other Washington. And going into halftime just can't be normal in a Steelers game over the last couple of weeks. Last week was the guy laying on the Ravens player, didn't attempt to move, should have been a penalty, whatever. Passed it, kind of. He's tired. He just needs a nap. Come on, man. After all those postponements. And, yeah. So this week, other Washington is driving down at the end of the first half. They don't have any timeouts left. They get in field goal range, and they're going to try and hurry the field goal unit, field goal squad, whatever, onto the field. But they're probably not going to have enough time. So Alex Smith, being the wily veteran that he is, runs off with the ball instead of giving it to the ref. Maybe he was just confused, and he's like, this ball's not the one we're going to kick with, so I'm taking it with me. So in case people don't know, (laughs) there are 12 footballs to a side in each game, and some of them are labeled kicking balls. And some are deflated. Who knows which (laughs) is which? Science definitely doesn't know. (laughs) Um, So the ref will take the ball, put it out of play, bring the kicking ball in. They usually can do it in 8 or 10 seconds. It doesn't matter. It's fast enough that his stuff's getting set up. Whatever, everything works, yeah. Yeah. So Alex Smith runs off with the ball. The ref's looking around for the ball. Can't find it. Doesn't want two footballs on the field at the same time. Referee timeout. Set the clock to 8 seconds. Winds on my whistle. So essentially gives them a free timeout. Washington's able to get the field goal unit on. Kick the field goal. Get three points. 
And yeah, that's why you love the old guys. Yeah, the wily vets. Because Smith is he's the same age as Aaron Rodgers, right? Six or seven, thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. I think they were the same draft. Yeah, because Smith went one, Rodgers went 21, 24. Yeah. Somewhere back there in the tw- low 20s. Um, it ended up being a big field goal because other Washington wins 23-17, ending the Steelers' undefeated season. But if they would have only been up 20-17, to Steelers would have only had to get in field goal range to tie it instead of trying to score a touchdown to win. Yada, yada, yada. Steelers suck. They lost. Yay. Everybody can celebrate. Man, they're overrated. Yes. Undefeated team anyway. They had the second easiest schedule of any team that was 10-0 in NFL history. Something like that. Or 9-0. Because it was last year's Patriots had the easiest schedule. <laughs> um, and the last game we're going to touch on real quick is what the heck happened with the Seahawks? Well, they took a struggle in offense against a defense that had been basically really I don't know, really good, but very good since week four or five, somewhere in there. Uh, since week six, six? right? Because the Giants were 0 and 5. They were bad. They were really bad the first yeah. couple weeks. And then they were like, defense stepped up. Everyone on the offense got hurt. Yeah. So they basically walked into a team set to make them fail. Yeah. I don't know if maybe the Hawks were looking ahead. No, not to. Jets? Oh, yeah, never mind. They wouldn't be looking ahead. No. I'd, but uh, you're playing the Giants who have Wayne Gallman and Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback and running back. This isn't your Madden team in 2008. You don't want Colt McCoy on your team. I didn't like Colt McCoy. I like Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan, that's right, because you'd always try and change his number to Colt 45. <laughs> I like him. And, uh, oh, that's right. It was Colt Brennan. My bad. He was a, he was a beast in Hawaii. That's true. <laughs> so the Hawks go up five nothing. They had a safety early on. Well, they were a hand away from a touchdown there. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, it was super close. <laughs> it's like oh, you guys um, got to stop fighting over each other because either way, it's a safety or a touchdown, so yeah. you need to knock it off. If they get the touchdown, this goes into overtime because it would have been seventeen seventeen, and you know the Hawks would win in overtime because they're the Hawks. It's what they do. Yeah, just being up that much more yeah. would probably change it all. But instead, the Hawks lose to the Giants twelve to seventeen, and the Giants are one of the best teams in football over the last seven weeks. Without realizing, like you wouldn't realize it because just the story all year has been the NFC East is terrible. Yeah, they're five and seven now. They were zero and five. That means they are five and two in their last seven games. But you kind of expect it because. Someone in the division always has to make a run. Yeah. The Giants are kind of known for it. True. They have identity. You know who they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs? Tampa. So you know who get, they get to beat in the playoffs again? <laughs> Tom Brady. You know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> Weird enough. But. Oh. So those are the four games we're quickly talking about this week. Uh, just a bunch of what the heck's going on, double blowouts, weird plays, weird no catches. Maybe we'll get some excitement like that coming up. I think we're just going to preview two games this week. Uh, Let's go with your team versus your team to start because that's going to be Sunday morning. Yeah, it's a Sunday morning game in Miami. It's Chiefs at Dolphins. The Pack Stadium. (laughs) If it was up to the, the governor... It could be. It was a couple months ago. He was like, stadiums can be full. Go ahead. I don't really know. but Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I saw some college game where it was like basically full stadium. I thought it was a Florida team. But... Probably. Florida doesn't care. Like COVID, that's like 37th on our list of dangerous, dumb things that can happen in the state. It's like load a crocodile with meth and throw it through a McDonald's window. That's more likely to happen. True story. (laughs) But back to football. So you were saying that this is a good game to watch for Dolphins fans for the rest of the season for the Miami team because are they good? They've they've won a lot. Haven't played a lot of good teams. They've looked good at times. Their defense has looked great at times. 
Now I'm joking. Well, let's test that defense. Yeah, I think they're the they've given up the least amount of points. I thought I saw that. That's what it was a couple weeks ago. I don't know what it is. I think they had like eighteen straight games with a forced turnover. Yeah, they have the the longest streak. The longest current streak now that the Ravens had one a couple weeks ago where they didn't get one. And a lot of theirs are touchdown turnovers. Yeah, they're big turnovers. It's not just like oh, here's interception in traffic. Uh, Hail Mary into the quarter. Type. Yeah. yeah. So you take them against one of the best offenses. You're playing the second best points per game offense, um, the best passing offense in football, and even a rushing offense that's middle of the pack. Um, and you're probably going against one of the better Miami's got a good defense. So um, I think the thing to watch is they got or did the, I just miss it? They got the running back back. Running yeah, back, back, Gas, back, Gaskin's back. back. So the reason I'm a little worried for Miami is their passing defense is only middle of the road. It's their rush defense that's pretty good. Well, the problem is they got rid of their best. M- Minka? Yeah. Yeah. The best defender defense but, back. Miami kind of, they fit in with a lot of the teams at the top of the points per game. It's, they might give up yards from 20 to the 20, but once you get in the red zone, you're kicking a field goal. Yeah, they shut it down. Yeah. Uh, they are second in points allowed by one point. So they're pretty much tied for best defense. Um, I think, are they still going to be? Yeah. So... Chiefs have a. I don't know if they're in charge of their own destiny now for the one seed. You got to remember, only one team gets a bye in the playoffs now. Um, I'll have to look at that too. I mean, if they win out, I'm sure they get the one seed. Well, if I just don't know if Pittsburgh and Kansas City both go 15 and one, who gets it? I don't know if it's updated yet. Yeah, oh. I don't. I don't know that, but the odds are not no. both will. So no, but if they do, Pittsburgh has the tiebreaker. Kansas City lost a conference game. Pittsburgh did not. That is the first tiebreaker. And they don't play each other, which is too bad. I still think Kansas City's better than Pittsburgh. So who's more likely to go undefeated? Kansas City, who's got at Dolphins, at Saints, Falcons, Chargers, or the Steelers, who have at Bills, at Bengals, Colts, at Browns. I don't think either one of them goes 4-0. No, but I've said the best chance is probably Dolphins. You mean the Chiefs? Chiefs. First team. Who'd you say first? Chiefs. Chiefs. There's Chiefs or Steelers. Sorry, kind of got sidetracked on who gets the one seed. <laughs> yeah. So go back to, yeah, I think the Chiefs have the better chance at the one seed. But I guess that starts with, do the Chiefs beat the Dolphins? Or are the Dolphins able to show, hey, we're actually good? Or the third option, do they show that they're good? But they're just not the elite class, and they lose to the Chiefs like thirty to twenty-four or something. But it's close. That's probably the safe bet. But a close game that they lose. It's like, well, we're we're trying, but we're just not quite elite yet. But it's also in Miami, and Chiefs haven't had fans in a while. So Chiefs, Chiefs have had fans all year at home. Have they? Yeah, Missouri has is a lot. Missouri allows fans. Oh. Cancel that. <laughs> there was that strategy. Sorry, I tried to help. No, yeah, okay. Chiefs win. All right. <laughs> and currently, um, it would be a likely tough loss for the Dolphins. They're at the sixth seed right now, eight and four. Uh, a game up on both the Raiders and the Ravens, who are seven and five, just outside the playoffs. And then the other game is those Ravens who are playing at the Browns on Monday night against yeah against Cleveland who's nine and three. Somehow. Uh, yeah, somehow they have two thirty-point losses this year, and they're nine and three. They're, I don't know. They're a very streaky team, and I feel like if you can just knock them down, they'll just shut down. I don't think it's, I don't think of the leadership. Oh. This was the Browns' first good win. Oh, yeah. Bengals, other Washington, Cowboys, Colts. Maybe the Colts game. Colts. That's probably a good win. 
Bengals, Texans, Eagles, Jaguars. So they beat the Titans and the Colts. Yeah, it's not good. I did want to talk about the Eagles, but sometime. Oh, like just in general? In general. Oh. I saw something like right before you showed up. What, you what is it? Well, the benching. Oh, yeah. Wins. Benching wins. Their franchise paid the quarterback. They're benching for the rookie. Yeah, I don't. They just put themselves in a bad situation. It's like you're paying once all this money. I don't know how much is guaranteed. It's football. A lot. I'm pretty sure a lot of it was guaranteed. For the next two years still. I think that that's right. I thought I saw that. I can't guarantee it. But... Oof. Is it that bad? His extension not even kicked in yet? No, it's got to That's not right. It's been a no, few yeah. years now. Okay. Um, but I thought he had two oof. years. And... If they were to get rid of him after this year, they would have $60 million in dead cap. Seems like a lot. That's a lot of money. I didn't think it was that. Hard. I was thinking maybe fifty. No, it's because yeah, big base salary, still big roster option, cap hit. So is this going to be one of those uh, trades where they send like a first round pick to get rid of him? Maybe. Here's a first in Carson Carson Wentz for nothing. Yeah, pretty much. What was it? Uh, it was the Brock, Brock Osweiler Brock, one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm a Saints fan. I wouldn't mind Lentz. I think he's Get a good there. quarterback with a crappy team. Rebuild his confidence. Ooh, I like it. It's like, ooh, he's like 26, 27. He's young for quarterback. Yeah, he's still got tons of time left. Wentz is 27. Uh, well, he'll be 28 this month. So, but still, 10 years left. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I saw. It. I was like, oh, I saw this. They're benching him already. That's dumb. I don't so, like it. You're not good. Don't take him. Well, maybe take him out to rebuild his confidence. Well, they messed it up before when they drafted a quarterback. When your team has no receivers and no running back and no offense to begin with. Yeah. It's like you, you should have traded him last year. Yes, they should have. All right. Okay. Back to the Monday night game. Sorry. I... That's all right. <laughs> if you want to go on a diatribe on a tangent, I'm totally fine with it. So what we're looking at here in the Ravens-Browns game is probably the two or two of the best run games in football because now you have a healthy chub, a healthy hunt, <laughs> that should be the name of a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Healthy Chub. Um, and then on the other side, you don't even need Mark Ingram that much. No, he's part of the team that they have. He's part of that crazy four-headed monster, if you're going to car- count Lamar. Uh, yeah, I'd go three plus the quarterback because I don't count. I mean, he, he might be the exception. He might be the running back exception. Yeah. So, like in tonight's game, Gus Edwards, 7 for 101. Lamar, 13 for 94. Dobbins, 11 for 71. Ingram, 6 for 28. Oh, Ingram's the worst. I, yeah. But, I told you when they signed him that I didn't think he was the best running back. He was really good for him last year. I, he's good. Yeah. I don't think he's great. No. But he was. I am Cleveland, Baltimore. Power formation. Is it going to be one of those? Is it going to seem like an old Baltimore Pittsburgh game? Lots of running, smash mouth, low scoring. Is made. Or is Cleveland going to try and open it up and pass it? Touchdown, Ravens! What a throwing catch! Lamar Jackson to Hollywood Brown. Looked really good, and then they stalled out. A perfect. So I think if they can shut down the big bombs, and I think it'll be a run game. Yeah. As long as they don't give up the big easy plays, I think it'll be. Both smash mouth, run, run, run. 
So the Ravens going to get back on the right track after the, the easy win against the Cowboys tonight and win again against Cleveland in a much-needed game for the Ravens. Yeah, I think tonight they should have won by bigger, but having Lamar basically sideline for two weeks. Oh, yeah. Not being able to practice. So, yeah, I, I think they can finally kill Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. Lamar hasn't practiced since when would it have been? Lamar didn't practice for two weeks. Yeah. Because it happened Saturday. He was out all that week, and then they played on Wednesday. And then he was out until Saturday when he cleared, and then he played today. But yeah, that's a lot of not practicing. I kept him on my bench. I played him, but it didn't matter. I was down by 70 points to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, the other, yeah, I kept him on the IR. Yeah. And played Roethlisberger. How dare you. Uh, so are we on the same page here that Ravens win this game, even though it's in Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're going to – have you seen the, the meme with Baker where it's like the circle of being a Baker fan? It's like he has a good game, has a dud against a bad team, like plays really bad, does something stupid, starts to show up, has a good game. It's like a circle of he does good, gets everybody's hopes up, and then he crashes again. Yeah. Against that Ravens defense, which is normally pretty good, I think they're top four in the important stats, and they force fumbles, and they get lots of picks. Rookie got the pick tonight. Yeah. Uh, They almost had another pick tonight, but it got overturned or didn't get called a pick, and it didn't get challenged, even though it should have been a pick. It was in the back of the end zone by Fort. I saw a few plays. Jump in, watch a little bit, and run back in through. So the standard for you, pretty much. Yeah. I see here and there. Yeah, you're dealing with a broken wrist. Not really, but close. It's close. Pretty. It's pretty well broken. Yeah. If yeah. it was Roethlisberger, it'd be in a cast for months. <laughs> you complain every day that it hurts. I can't even move it. But then you stiff our people on Sundays and be fine. And then Monday, be like, oh my arm. It, it hurts. I had to get. I had to cut it off to play. I can barely keep this bathroom door closed. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's go to – we're going to do this last week. Uh, there hasn't really been anything that's happened since then, though, so we're still going to do a free agency recap for the NBA. I'm still just as oblivious as I was going to be last week. Yeah, perfect. So nothing changed. Uh, there ended up being a lot, a lot of max contracts signed by young guys. Um, some of them were expected – some of them weren't. Uh, the most recent one that happened was Anthony Davis signing his five for one ninety, five for one ninety five, whatever it is, with the Lakers. You knew it was going to happen because no one had the cap space to sign him because there wasn't a lot of cap space because the cap didn't go up. Yeah, it still seems crazy amount of money. Yeah, basketball players can make a lot of money now. Well, yeah, there's only five players, five starters. Oh yeah, so the. Instead of giving that between 22 yeah. or I don't know, 15. In baseball? 15-ish. Yeah. Five starters, a couple bullpen guys, all your hitters. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of a little bit of a difference. Yeah. How to spend the same amount of money, basically. So Anthony Davis got traded to L.A., all that. L.A. gave up everything. And then he opted out. Which everyone knew he was going to do, but they had bird rights. <laughs> so, refresher if you have someone's bird rights, you want to. No, it's just like uh, you know bird a lot better than me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Um, if you have someone's bird rights, you can still resign them, even if you're over the cap, because bird rights are essentially draft rights to a player because of Larry Bird. That's why they're called bird rights. Most confusing. Ugh. Basketball. Yeah. It's confusing oh, yeah. salary and all that crap. I know a lot about the salary cap in basketball, and it's still confusing. I know, I know a little bit, and it confuses me every time. So The ones that are confusing is like, uh, I don't even know if I have it on here, that Kelly Oubre is on the Warriors now. Yeah, from Suns to the... Suns to Thunder? the Thunder to the Warriors. So Kelly Oubre is making 15 million this year 
something like that. But he cost the Warriors like $75 million because they're over the tax and they're repeaters and they're over the tax by a certain amount that makes the repeating worse. So for every dollar that you're over the tax, it costs you like another $3 or $4 or something. Yeah, that's why they don't want people going over the tax. It's like, well, we're going to penalize you for it. Which is good, which is what they should do. Otherwise, you end up with the Yankees. Yeah. So it's like, well, if you want to go way over, you can if you can make it work, but it's going to cost you. Which is why the Warriors, there's talk of like, their salary might be $300 million once you have all the penalties and everything. And other teams like it because all those penalties get distributed to anyone that's under the cap or in a lower market or things like that. So if you're... Oklahoma City, by getting rid of Ubre and saving $15 million and knowing that it's going to cost the Warriors $60 million over the cap, that 2 to $4 million is coming your way. So you're saving yourself more money. Yeah. Well, I don't like that it helps them, so I don't like that part. Yeah. Darn Sam Presti. I don't mind. I like Sam Presti, but it's uh, Clay Bennett. Yeah. Jerk. All right. I do like Ubre. Yeah. I wish he didn't have to leave the team I'm rooting for now. (laughs) So it wasn't just Anthony Davis that signed a five for 195. There was a couple other guys that signed them too. Uh, Jason Tatum signed his five for 195 max with Boston. And Donovan Mitchell signed a five for 195 max with Utah. Um, I think we talked about it once before. There's something called a Derrick Rose rule where if you win MVP or you make a certain amount of all-NBA teams or defensive teams or all-star games within your first five years or three years, or you get bumped up into the next echelon of um, years of service. Kind of, yeah. Best, best of years or whatever. Yeah. So normally, uh, zero to four years of service, you can only get 25% of the salary cap. But if you meet those Rose rules, you can get 30%. So that's why you see a guy like uh, Tatum gets five for 195, where a guy like Brandon Ingram only gets five for 158, because Ingram hasn't met those Derrick Rose rules yet. But Tatum has. So is Mitchell. So they get bumped up. So you're actually rewarding young players for being really good. Which is, I guess, one of the positives, I guess, yeah. in the NBA. Um, mentioned Ingram, Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, Darren Fox, all signed maxes, uh, five for 160 range. I think it just depends on, uh, one of them said Darren Fox was five for 163. Didn't make sense that it would be five million more than what Brandon Ingram got. I don't know why. It might have just been like including some incentives or I don't know what it was doing. Um, so they all signed max deals. It's a lot of max deals being signed. Yeah, good few. And I think the reason is that because the salary cap's not jumping, you might as well spend your money on that now instead of having to worry about it later. It's actually going to have to jump next yeah. year even more. Uh, the, the deal with Adebayo was they didn't want to sign him to a max because these are all max extensions. So they don't take effect yet player finishes their current contract then they come out um they don't like the players to sign them yet usually because it takes up that cap space next summer or whatever usually they'll wait try and sign a free agent that puts them up to the cap then they sign their own guy bird rules it's the way to do it it's how the warriors got kevin durant Um, but because the salary cap not moving around things being uncertain all these guys are just doing it now What's the next big one on here? Oh, the guy we talked about that we both like. Bertans. Who? Davi, Davi Bertans. Um, did you see the deal that he signed? Probably, but I don't remember. He got some big old money. So he stays with the Wizards. Five for 80. That's a whole lot of money. Um. That was one of the next three biggest contracts signed. And it was the guy who, on that list we were looking at, was listed as a reserve. Wasn't that what it was? That he was like a key reserve? He wasn't a starter? Yeah, was he the one where like 
that it was like star reserve starter starter. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, it was him. Um, there was one other thing that happened that I wanted to put down because we should talk about that. And I want to put it down before I forget. There we go. All right. Um, and then the guy that I really like that went to Chelan, Joe Harris, he got paid by the Nets. He signed a four for 75 to resign with the Nets. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, he's like 6'6", six, six, good shooter. Yeah, not bad, but... He is going to do so well this year on the Nets because he's always going to be open. Yeah. With Kyrie and Durant. Yeah, with, with them healthy, yeah, he should do great. He should be open all the time. I think they, I don't know who they have for the big guy, but they need a big guy. No, the Nets, no they don't. They have Jared Allen. Oh. And they have DeAndre Jordan, which is stupid. But they only signed DeAndre Jordan because Durant and Kyrie wanted him. So it's kind of like, if you sign DeAndre Jordan, we'll both be in Brooklyn. So I, I, so one of my biggest flaws of NBA. Yeah, that the players run the league. Pretty much. Like, yeah. Bring my friend over. But you guys won't work all together. I don't care. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Uh, and then the largest contract ever signed by an undrafted player happened. Fred Van Vliet was undrafted. Uh, he's been on the Raptors. He signed a four for eighty-five. That's pretty big for him. Good undrafted. for yeah. I don't know if it's betting on yourself really, but it's just like fighting through adversity or people not believing in you. I guess would be the the thing to say. Well, the thing about NBA is they don't have a lot of roster spots, so undrafted is really hard to do. Yeah, like there's only there's two rounds. But that's kind of what you expected because if you're drafting two guys every year, you're still completely replacing your roster within seven years. They need minor league. Almost every team has a G League team now. Well, yeah, I want more baseball minor league. I want. Oh, more? More of that, like a developmental. Yeah. yeah. Um, football needs it. Football needs it. I think the hardest thing for football is like health insurance and stuff like that. Oh, it'll be expensive for them. Yeah. But uh, with, they need it because yeah. you clearly see the fall off when you bring in a backup you, quarterback. A backup quarterback who really only played the position for one year at Wake Forest and tell him to try and compete in an NFL game against a playoff team? No, he did it for like a couple of years <laughs> and then got hurt and went to receiver. And yeah. That was just a joke, but yes, yes, it was. I mean, it's punishing the team for not following rules. Like, yes, but yeah, yeah dumb. Um, one of my favorite players in the NBA got paid, Danilo Gallinari. I just really like him. He's like six ten shooter. Was on the Clippers. Was on the Thunder. I'm John Blank. I think he was on the Knicks also. Yeah, I think he went Knicks, Clippers, Thunder. Now he signed with the Hawks, three for sixty-one and a half million. He got paid, but like a stretch four who can shoot the ball really well. Uh, sounds what good to me. Twenty points a game, forty percent from deep. Really good. Yep. The signing I did not get at all, though, Marcus Morris, who averaged ten points a game last year, signed a four for sixty-four. No idea what that was, but ice. Yeah, <laughs> Marcus Morris sent a four for sixty four with the Clippers. Hmm. And this isn't the old Suns deal where Marcus and Markeith signed a deal together and they got to figure out how to split it. No, this is all Marcus's money. Why? I don't know. That seems weird. I know Balmer has a lot of money. Is he trying to ruin the team just so he can move it back to Seattle again? Ooh, tricky. He's pissed because they didn't want him to do it last time? Tricky, maybe. I like it. We'll go with that. Yeah. All right, sign more dumb people, Clippers. Green Bay sucks. Like, buy this team. I want to move to Seattle. No. Yeah, no. Can't what? do that. We need to keep using them as a threat to make more money. Yeah. Um, the, 
you hear Cuban? Uh, Cuban did some podcast. What did he say? He wants a team in Seattle. He wants. Do you think it'll happen? That'd be awesome. Next few years. Yeah, that'd be so cool. And Russell Wilson wants in. All right. <laughs> it was, I don't know, weird yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, the other one I did not get at all. Jordan Clarkson signed a four for 52 with the Jazz. He's been on a bunch of teams. Lakers, Cavs. He was on the Jazz last year because I think he re-signed with them. But he's just been around and he's not that good. And they're giving him borderline starter money. I mean, I'm not an expert on the NBA anymore. I'm improving. I don't know. better. No, yeah. it's not good. Um, another big one that doesn't make sense. Jeremy Grant, who was good on the Nuggets in a smaller role. Um, this is one of the ones where money talks. He didn't want to be on a team that's winning. He wanted a larger role. because, And that was – actually, it wasn't even money. It was just the role. He wants to have a nice stat line. Supposedly, Denver offered him three for 60. He said, no, I want to go to Detroit for three for 60 so I can be the main point of the offense. It's betting on yourself, I guess. Like for your next contract? It's like, hey, I want, I'm tired of being the guy that's on the sideline and he wants to be a main contributor. I guess I understand that. Yeah. But at the same time, if it doesn't go well for him. He's still got $60 million. Yeah, I, I know that. But yeah, good point. Good enough. Right. It's like he's cashing it either way. Why not? Yeah. Uh, someone else who's cashing in with $60 million is Malik Beasley. He got traded to the Wolves last year. I think he was part of the weird three-team trade between the Nuggets, Warriors, and Timberwolves. Um, so Malik Beasley's staying there four for 60. He's going to be playing alongside uh, Towns and D'Angelo Russell. And who did the Wolves draft? Can't remember. Wasn't Lamelo? Wolves had the number one pick. Anthony Joseph. That doesn't sound right. No, that's not right. I'm not a blank. It's been like two weeks, and I can't remember. Anthony Anthony Edwards, not Anthony Jones. Yeah, I was like guy from Georgia, Anthony. Can't remember from that college team. I know number two. I know number three. I can't remember number one. I can't remember any of them. Um, so it's a big deal. There's a reason I get these fancy computers. (laughs) Fancy. And then. There's another guy. Oh. Let's say with quotation marks. Yeah. Fancy. Uh, the guy that we both really liked uh, from the Pistons, Christian Wood, mm. better than Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Signs a 341 with the Rockets. He's going to see. He's going to get a lot of rebounds. Yeah. And I was seeing stuff. Rockets might be trading their star. Oh, Harden? Yeah. <sighs> Dude, let's save that till we get to the trades. Okay, we're not there yet. Yeah, we'll save that. A uh, couple smaller ones. Uh, is that one part of the, Yeah, we'll save that one last. Uh, KCP, Contavious, Caldwell, Pope. Resigns 340 of the Lakers. I don't get that one at all. He's a clutch client, I think, so of course he's getting paid. Like you said, players run the league. LeBron sucks. Um <laughs> uh, Mason Plumley, he's also signing with the Pistons, three for twenty-five. It's a nice get. Like he's a good player, eight million a year for a guy who's going to get boards and play defense. Yeah. Uh, I was saving these two for last because it's your team. Jay Crowder, three for thirty to the Suns. Dario Saric, three for twenty-seven to resign with the Suns. Two really nice wing players who do their role. Nice guys to have yeah. on a team with two really good guards. And a good big man if he can stay off the PEDs. How's he need big without those? I don't know. But good news for everybody in the NBA. No marijuana testing. It just changed. There's no marijuana yeah. testing in the NBA anymore. Or at least for the upcoming season. I feel like there shouldn't be marijuana testing. Who cares? No, it's like it's not. You know what's worse for you? Smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol. 
Yeah. It's like, ah, it's like, why are you tasting this? What does this affect the league? Old white people don't like it. Who runs the NBA? Old white people. <laughs> All right, so yeah. let's get to some of the trades that happened. Uh, <clears throat> the one that happened, <clears throat> <laughs> the one that happened towards the start of all the free agency, big old four-team trade that happened just before the draft. So all the coughing was done to get ready for all of this. The Bucks get Drew Holiday and the 60th pick in the draft. Mr. Irrelevant, Sam Merrill. Um, the Thunder get, here we go, George Hill, Darius Miller, Zillin Cheatham, Josh Gray, Darius Miller, Kenrick Williams, two future seconds. So really what they got was George Hill and a bunch of roster fillers and salary relief. The Pelicans get Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe. Here's where it gets juicy. The Bucks first round swap in 2024. The Bucks unprotected first in 2025. Bucks first round swap in 2026. And the Bucks first round unprotected in 2027. Those are huge because if Giannis leaves, they'll be good. If Giannis signs a five-year max and then leaves, those last two picks will be good because he won't be there. Yeah, it's way down the road, but that's fine in basketball. Guys play for 15 years. All you need is one guy and you can keep a team good. If that 2027 pick hits and they get the number one pick, that means you're pairing the number one pick with Zion, who's only going to be 27 then. He's not going to... He's going to be in his prime when they're getting the last of these picks. I mean, if he's good. (laughs) I'll never forget that night we were recording the podcast. It's like, Zion's not playing well. It's like the third quarter and he's got four points. And then we start recording. It's been like five minutes. Look up. Zion has 18 points. What? I mean, I still think he'll be good. I know. Because you like Morant. That's why. Pretty much. And then the last part of this trade, the Nuggets get uh, 2021st. They used it on RJ Hampton. He was the guy who was supposed to be a top pick, lottery pick. Mm -hmm. Fell because he was in that weird New Zealand league. So they still got the most athletic guy supposedly in the draft. I was like, I like that pick. Which, hmm, when was the last time the Nuggets got a guy late in the draft who fell? Oh, Michael Porter Jr., who dominated last year when he, once he got healthy. Yeah, I was like, once he got healthy, yeah. Yeah. I don't like him. So now, yeah. Oh, yeah, because of the Washington thing. Yeah. So now the Pelicans have the two strongest guys in the NBA. They have Zion and Steven Abs. <laughs> yeah. Probably pretty close. Yeah. Like, because there's always the talk about how big Zion is, how strong he is. He's like, no, no, no. Like, Stephen Adams, that's a strong guy. That's a big, that's a big boy. And I, I think he's one of those guys that it's like a Nelly in Longest Yard. He's so fast, he makes fast people look not fast. <laughs> like, Stephen Adams is so strong, he makes strong people look not strong. Mm. I think he even says he's not the strongest one in his family because his sister's like a gold medal shot put person. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that's yeah. Um, lots of trades there. Thunder get rid of a bunch of stuff. Bucks get Drew Holiday. They give up a ton. All those picks. To give up all those picks and Bledsoe and George Hill and all this other stuff for Drew Holiday, not good. It's, it's weird. It's a win now and Trying to keep your star. Giannis is going to Miami. He's going to Seattle. Oh, don't tell me. I would, I would buy a jersey the day it happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then we'll finally get back to what you wanted to talk about earlier. Because um, you want to talk about Harden. But first, the Rockets did make a trade. And they got rid of one of their stars. But it was Westbrook. They sent out Westbrook to the Wizards and got back John Wall on a first trumpet. Uh, both players have three years left on their deal for about 130, 135 million. Salaries are about the same. Uh, Wall's coming off the injury. Wall's a little bit older. Let's see. Or no. Westbrook's... Should be. 
I think Westbrook's older, yeah. No, there's a two-year difference, I thought. It, yeah, I, I was think... talking to somebody about it, and I thought yeah. it was a two-year difference. John Wall's 30. Westbrook's older. Is he? Westbrook's 32. Okay, Westbrook's two years older. It's like, yeah, because he was drafted by Seattle. That's right. And Why'd Wall... you cut? Stop making me sad. That's all I know, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. Could be good for both teams. I yeah, just please don't ruin Bradley Beal. I'm just saying this so they don't talk about basketball. Because you just always go back to the Sonics. That's all I know. <laughs> just be like during the draft, it's like, oh yeah, well that guy was drafted by Kansas. You know who else was drafted by Kansas? Nick Collison, who went to the Sonics. <laughs> Stop it, Alex. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying before I distract you again? I really hope Russell Westbrook doesn't ruin Bradley Beal. Because I really like Bradley Beal. Well, if he gets traded. Who? Oh, no, Westbrook. Never mind. Westbrook's already on the Wizards. Sorry, I'll put to that again. Yeah. Maybe it'll work. Bradley Beal will turn into like a Clay Thompson type where he drains threes. He's going to make 400 threes next year. Maybe. Uh John Wall and the Rockets. Him and DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins are together again, like in college. I guess there's that. If John Wall's healthy, he is insanely athletic. But yeah, he's good. I feel like that could be a good trade for them. Yeah. But it all depends on what happens with Mr. Doesn't care about COVID, doesn't care about his team, doesn't report to the team or talk to him, demands a trade. I mean, he showed up today, I think. Did he finally show up? I think he showed up today. Three, two, three days after he was supposed to. But no word. Oh, oh finally reports. Yeah. <laughs> People ask, is James Harden actually good? <laughs> What's the first thing that pops up? Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's a volume scorer. He's o- yeah, he's over eight. Yeah. So James Harden wanted to be traded because he didn't like the direction the team was going, even though he made them trade for Chris Paul, and then he made them trade for Russell Westbrook. Hold on, hold on. You're telling me players don't know what they're doing? Bingo! Got it in one. <laughs> so you know how, like, the coach uh, shouldn't be the GM? You know who else hold, shouldn't be the hold GM? On, hold on, You should tell that to the, the Houston, the Texans. Oh, boom. Got it again. <laughs> yes. I'm on fire! <laughs> Uh, yeah, so other than the coach being the gym, you know who else shouldn't be the GM? The Boom, you're on fire. He's on fire. It's three in I'm a row. Downtown. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't let James Harden call the shots. It's like, huh, that guy making millions who wants his friends to play for his team? Yeah. Even though they probably don't match well together? Yeah, like, you are a volume scorer. Who needs the ball and likes to shoot a lot? Who do you want on your team? Um, a guy who only goes coast to coast and loves to pull up early in the shot clock and take ugly jumpers and contested threes and not pass the ball unless there's two or three seconds left on the shot clock. Done. <laughs> what? You mean you don't want like a wing who can shoot and play a little defense? Or maybe like a big to do pick and rolls with? No, 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 no. Give me somebody who's the same size as me and also doesn't like to pass the ball unless it's to a guy who has to take the shot or else it's a turnover. Deal. Yeah. Alex is just banging his head on the microphone. I hate the NBA for that. They do it over and over and they don't learn. I don't mind it because it never works unless you're LeBron and then it only works sometimes. Oh, I mean, it helps that you're the best player and you can kind of yeah. tell everyone else to shut up and do what I say. Yeah. So, I mean, he ruined Cleveland and then left and then came back and ruined them even worse, won them a title. <laughs> so like, oh, you're so good. And then he's like, yeah, bye. Bye again. Yeah. <laughs> Get you good, yeah. you rookie. I know where you wanted to go with that. Uh... But to save it. Too early in the week and not enough whiskey for that one. <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, so I think what comes away from this is uh, you need to eye in the sky on replays in football. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe let GMs actually do their job regardless of the sport. I like what they're paid for? Yeah. Inconceivable. Nice. I'm on fire. And uh, don't get in a fight with the Pelicans because Steven Adams will will destroy you. He will break you. (laughs) And Alex is on it tonight. Got those movie quotes. (laughs) Left and right. All right, so movie quotes. I'm only going to need one more from you. I'm going to give you a little bit of time here. Now I'm going to choke. We just hit the one-hour mark. We're going to finish up the episode for tonight. If you want to support us, you can head to Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, Anchor, Spotify. I don't know. There's like 37 things out there that have late-night shots on them. So if you want to support us, head out there. Even just hit us up on Facebook. Let us know you like what we're doing. Um, yeah, and that'll do it for the night. And I'm sending it back to Alex after that nice little half a minute break to see what he has and what he comes up with. That's what she said. 